Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. I am unrated. Unrated. Yo, this past weekend, man, we had the event. I've been telling y'all about it a little bit on a couple of shows leading up uh, to the September 14th date. The event happened, man. Live in Royal Oak. At the office coffee shop, I got to take a quick second and tell y'all about this event because it inspired me and some of what I'm going to talk about on today's show. show. Y'all know I'm always talking about the process. That's not something that I just say. Like, it ain't just like, oh, it sounds cool to say on the show. I'm going to say the process is like, no, like, this is a legit life experiences for me where I've gone through ups and downs. Like, I haven't always been where I am today. And I'm thankful for that. Like, I try not to forget what God has brought me from so I don't start feeling myself of thinking too highly of myself or nothing like that. Also, be able to take a moment and think about the journey, you know what I'm saying, and not focus so much on the destination. So I feel even more unrated today than I did before the event. So let me just, let me tell y'all a little bit about the event so you can feel what I'm saying. Number one, to everyone who came out, like, thank you so much. Like, just the feeling, the love in the place was so dope. We were at a coffee shop in Royal Oak. And like the setup, one of the dope things is like, it's windows all around the shop. In Royal Oak, if you're from Michigan, you know, is a super trendy area, especially on a Saturday night. So not only, you know, was the inside packed out and we were having a good time, but there were people walking around, like stopping in. Like at one point I was on stage and it was funny because like I was right by the window and this guy came and stood next to me on stage, but he was outside. So he literally just stood there and watched me. Um, And I actually took like a whole minute and just rapped looking at him. Like I was like talking to him because I don't know his situation. And I don't know, you know, what God could have been speaking to him, you know, through what I was saying. So I thank God for that. Another cool thing that happened is there is a funeral home next door um, to this coffee shop. Um, I didn't even notice that. I don't know if it's like down the street or literally next door. I really didn't notice it walking in. But a lady came in after the event and she introduced herself to me. And she was like, I own the funeral home. And she was like, we were just walking by outside and my grandson was really feeling the music. And she was like, you know, we go to this Methodist church around here. And we were just asking people, trying to figure out what is this? Who are these people? And um, she ended up giving me her information and just saying, like, hey, the next time y'all here, the musicians and artists can park here free. Park here free. Park like, here you free. never park know who you're talking park to. Park like, when she was coming up to me, 
I could have just been looking like, oh, man, who is this lady? Like, oh, you know, she want to talk to me and I, whatever. But it was like, no, I'm like, hey, what's going on? I didn't know who she was or if she owned anything. I don't, you know, treat people differently just because they own something. But what I've seen through having the mentality of, you know, trying to treat everyone respectfully, regardless of age, you know, they race, all this stuff, you end up meeting some cool people along the way. And you never know how you just giving people time or talking to them or whatever can actually be God blessing you. Like she was telling us, if y'all come back, please reach out to us and we'll let y'all park here free. That's a blessing to us. Like we had a, quite a few artists and musicians at this event. So then there's the idea of being unrated. Um, I had people literally telling me when they left the show that they were inspired. Now, y'all already know that triggers me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me nothing like that. This mindset of being unrated is so important as believers. And when I look at it, it's like, okay, you know, my music or the things that I'm doing, it's like, it's been unrated. Like, nobody, no blog or no platform said, yo, this is a dope artist. We want to, you know, rate his music. Y'all show him love or do this or whatever. And not that I need that. There was a time that I did think I needed that validation uh, from a popular website or, or somebody to co-sign you and, and make you feel like, yeah, like I'm, I'm something because they said it. But through the years, what the Lord has shown me and looking at credit is one of the ways that I think about this. When I had bad credit, I couldn't go in the dealer and get a car without having someone else vouch for me, someone who actually had good credit. Or let's, let's call it a good relationship with the bank. Like, some of us don't have our own relationship with the bank where the bank actually trusts us and, like, they want to give us funds, loan them to us because they don't think we're going to pay them back. <laughs> and, and the thing is, we probably ain't going to pay them back. Like, you probably not going to pay the bank back if you ain't never paid them back because that's all your credit report is. Your credit report is really just your consistent behavior. Like, they look at it and it's like, yo, he consistently doesn't pay people back. I'm not giving him $20,000. No, he never pays back. And so in order for me to give him $20,000, I need him to go and grab somebody that I do trust to co-sign him, and then I'll accept him. And what I noticed is that there was a time that I was bringing that bad credit mentality into my gifts and purpose with God. Meaning this, like, I have bad credit with God. <laughs> Like, I don't have that uh, great relationship because he's telling me things. He's telling me to have faith for things. Like, but, but it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't really trust him. He can't trust me. And so it's like, uh, I don't really want to depend on you, God. You saying do it this way and trust your word and your will. But if I could just get this cosign, like if I could just get this celebrity artist or this music uh, label or someone in the industry to say I'm dope, I want the cosign to push me forward. But what I realized through this process that I've been going through for about eight years now, is like, no, you build your relationship, your credit with God. And just like with the bank, when your credit score improves and you start having a good relationship with them, what will happen is you will no longer need a cosign. You will no longer need to be rated. And so as Christians, like, we should be thinking like Christ. Mm, I don't want to step on no toes, but I think we jump into these industries and, 
we allow the industry to tell us how to think. Like, so it's like we tell people like, oh, no, this is just what you got to do as an artist. This is just how it goes. But it's like, no, like, as a believer, I should be thinking like Christ. I don't have to take on the mind of a celebrity. Like, like I, I need to take on the mind of Christ Jesus. And Jesus is our greatest example. And so it's like, like, what did he do? You feel me? Like, all right, if, like, what did Jesus do? Like, I have to learn about him. I have to read his word. Like, I can't just take it for what they said on Facebook or what my, even what my pastor said. Like, I, like, look, I, I love my pastor, but, but I can't make it into the kingdom off of a cosign. And so one of the best ways to build a relationship with Christ is to read his word and to look at and read his word in context. And let me, let me tell you what I mean by this. If I started off this show and said, yeah, y'all, I'm in here with my dog, Gabe, and Gabe start talking as a co-host, like, but now imagine it's 2,000 years later and someone's reading this transcript and they're saying, yeah, he was in there with his dog, Gabe. And then Gabe starts talking. They're just reading the transcript. And so then they, they walk away with the ideology or the doctrine that dogs can talk. See, notice when you read something and you don't study the jargon, you don't study the, the, the context of whatever they may have been meaning 2,000 years ago or whatever it may be. Like you can't just read things on a piece of paper because it's a different culture. It's a different language. Every word that means something to you doesn't mean the same thing to them. Dog in 2019 probably means something totally different than what dog is going to mean in 2219. Think about how quick slang changes. How many of y'all walking around still using 70 slang? Like, we wasn't even alive then. Like, I don't know. Like, we know from the movies or maybe talking to our grandparents how they was talking or something. Or you meet an old school cat and he, you know what I'm saying? Turkey. Turkey. Like, what? Like, what? So my point is, y'all, not only do we need to read the word, but we need to read the word in the proper context. And that takes time and effort and energy. And if we're not going to give the word that proper time, effort, and energy, we're never going to really understand what God is trying to say to us. All right, so let's do this real quick. Let's look at the word real quick. J just briefly, Philippians chapter 2. I want to look at something real quick. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. We're talking about being unrated right now. Like, having this mindset of like, I don't need the cosign of the people. Philippians chapter two, verse three. Here's what it says. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Okay, hold on, pause. Let, let's take a break. Oh, listen, the word hit me quick. So I just said that um, um, being unrated is about not trying to get the cosign of other people, not being so uh, consumed with trying to please people over pleasing God. And look at like, Philippians 2 is about the mindset of Christ, as a matter of fact. That's what this chapter is talking about. But it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Then it goes on to say, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So being unrated and taking on the mindset of Christ it's a giving mindset. And that's why I say inspiration is greater than entertainment, because I believe that to inspire someone is to give them something like to entertain you. I'm really just distracting you for a minute. 
And I'm not saying all forms of entertainment are just um, completely bad or absolutely bad. But what I am saying is that our foundation in entertainment is not a healthy foundation because entertainment in and of itself cannot sustain anything. But look at verse five, y'all. Verse five is the one that really gets me. It says this, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Okay, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me I'm supposed to have the mind of Christ? And then some people could take this and pervert it, right? And like, oh, well, Jesus was God. So like, uh-uh, that, no, no, that ain't. We're talking about reading the word in a proper context. So then you have to stay in the word. You can't just take that scripture and make it mean something you want it to mean. That's sometimes how we read the word. We pick a scripture out, take it as, at face value in America in 2019, not realizing this was written, when this was written, America didn't even exist. Think about that. We read the Bible from an American stand, viewpoint or perspective, and the Bible, like, America wasn't here. America didn't exist. Our culture didn't exist. The Bible is not written from an American um, point of view. That's big. To me, that's a big deal. Like, that means you have to go back and we have to study and understand what was their culture and what were they saying? Why were they talking like this? This wasn't written to say, listen, we must have the same attitude as Jesus Christ. And so because Jesus Christ was Lord, that's the attitude we should. We're, we're better than people. We're lords. How do I know that? Because contextually, look at the, script, the uh, scriptures and verses before it. It talks about being humble and giving to others, right? So it's setting the tone for the, the mindset of Christ that it's talking about. Now, let's see what it goes on to say. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Woo! Man, though Jesus was God, right? Like his mindset wasn't to cling on that equality with God. Instead, we in verse seven now, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Man, Jesus, in order to even come to this earth as a human being, had to humble himself. So what does that say to me? Now, now we're talking about the mindset of Christ. This, as a principle, can be applied to a lot of things. So let's say um, you are out there and you're a millionaire, right? And, you know, let, let's think of some good things about you. You're a millionaire business person and you drive a red Ferrari and you live in a big house and everyone around you respects you. You're the type of person that's saying, I want the mindset of Christ. So, so what might that mean? That might mean you, you could meet a homeless person or a person that has a, you know, a lower net worth than yourself and still treat them with the proper respect versus looking at yourself as above them. Even though technically you might be the regional vice president at your uh, company or, or something like that, you might meet an intern and still give them respect and still talk to them as a human being, right? It's humbling yourself. Meaning you legitimately have a high position, but you are choosing to operate at a lower level. Man, this is, okay, I might have to stop the show right now to bless someone else. Now think about this in the mind of Christ. Like when you humble yourself, 
when you legitimately have a higher position, humbling yourself does not disqualify you from the position, but it's you realizing that mm, for this one, in order for a bigger purpose to be achieved, I can't walk around with RVP on my chest to achieve this goal or to bless this person that ain't going to do it. So in order for our sins to be forgiven, it was like, mm, I got to send my son. Jesus in heaven is God. But it's like, okay, I got to send my son down there, which means he has to take on a form that he's not used to taking on in order to save these people. Notice if you go back up to verse three, it says, don't be selfish. And then verse four says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Then it goes on to say, we must think like Christ. This tells me that Christ, when he was taking on the human form, was not just thinking about himself. He was thinking about us because he was good. He, he's, he's God. He, Jesus. He took on this form for us. Unrated. 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 Listen, you cannot be unrated and worried about trying to please everyone else outside of God. You can't be unrated but viewing yourself through a title. And I think this is a huge problem both in business and in the faith in church because there are people who without their title don't know who they are. I don't, I don't know if I should say this. This is a tough one right here. Um, how can I say this? All right, y'all got to understand. I, I mean this respectfully. I'm not even joking with this. Some people, I'm not saying everyone, so if it's you, it just comes off a little weird sometimes when your name on Facebook is your title. Pastor such and such. Apostle this. Like, and I'm just being real. Like, I'm not judging you and I'm, I'm not saying this wrong. I'm trying to be careful on how I say this because I respect you. But I'm just, like, for me, it just makes me wonder, like, okay, who like who are you without the title like i get it for maybe branding or like you know hey you want people to know about your church like i I don't know like i know it's reasons where it would be okay so i'm not criticizing you i'm just casually and respectfully telling you that it could come off weird sometimes if you always in the title and you don't even know who you are without it i've you know, I'm going to leave that alone. No, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't care. No, I don't care if you was liking it or not. I'm stopping. I'm done. All right, we got to move on to the next point. Just keep going in the scriptures, bro. All right, verse 8 says, we're talking about Jesus now. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Verse 9. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know what I like about this? Jesus humbled himself, and because of that, his Father made him the name above all names. That's a process. That's a process. That's a process. And what I'm telling you today is that being unrated is about saying, Instead of me trying to elevate myself, I'm going to let God do the elevating. Instead of me trying to give myself a title, 
I'm going to let God put me where he called me to be. That way I can know that I'm in the right position because the reality of it is when we're trying to be rated and we're looking for affirmation from people, we start chasing things just to get the stamp of approval of people. And in the midst of doing that, we may lose the stamp of approval from God. And so it's easy in this world because of the lights, the camera, the action, the fame, the, you know, the likes. And uh, it's easy to get caught up in needing people to validate you. But I'm here to talk to the true believers of God today. And I'm talking even on your job. Don't see yourself through your title. If you are the lunch lady, if you are the janitor, don't see yourself as that. See yourself as a child of God because sometimes we may have lower positions and we're seeing ourselves through our titles as well. And because you're seeing yourself as a lower title, you can't do a greater work that God called you to do. Because every, every time God wants to use you on your job, you keep just saying, I'm just the janitor. I don't believe in viewing myself through titles, whether the titles be great or whether the titles be lesser. I don't believe in that because I believe my purpose is to inspire God's people. That's the importance of purpose. Purpose is much greater than a title because a title limits you when you think about it. There are even people who are CEOs and they're not doing a good job, but the title is lying to them because the title is telling them you are the boss, but they're not acting like the boss. There are people with lesser titles who could do more, but they're limited because they're saying, oh, it ain't my job. And you see how a title can limit you? Don't allow a position to limit what God called you to do, whether your position be great or the least. Promotion comes from God. For the true believer, for the people who want to operate in purpose, I'm telling y'all, man, that's what we're trying to get people to see. I'm telling you, Unrated was amazing. Again, thank y'all so much for the people who made it out there. I'm just super excited because I don't know what the Lord is going to do next. I know that we want to do it again. There was just such an amazing display of talent from Centra, who's doing the spoken word. Um, she did an excellent job. Um, she had, man, a piece, uh, was it called Oceans or... She talked about the ocean. It was just, it was so fire. Uh, my boy Doug Reby versus, um, his set was original. He sat at the stool. He talked. It was like a conversation. That's kind of like, like what he did. Um, my brother Darius. I mean, Darius is just a musical genius, man. Um, and his voice is just like so original, so melodic, just smooth. It's like butter. Like his voice is like butter. That's, I should just start calling him butter. Butter. Um, but he he let the Lord use him, man. And he had Kiera and Bianca with him, and uh, the band D Rock. Uh, Jarrell was there. Chris Sykes. Um, did I say Red? Darius. I mean, it was just a blessing. Mark Hole. I mean, he had his drummer. I'm sorry, I can't think of the guy's name. I know you, bro, and I apologize. Uh, but I just met him recently, so it ain't shady. I know your face better than I know your name. But his drummer, man, at one point, he was playing the tambourine and the drum at the same time. Blew me away. But Mark had an electric set. Um, his music really stands out and kind of grabs you. 
And we were all different. We were all different, but we complimented each other. And I want to say thank you to those people. Um, Ebony, Ebony Hall, Wynobi Concepts. She really put the, the visual and the creativity behind this event. She named it Unrated. This was something special. And it was the start. This is the start of something special. I got nothing to prove. If you have my album, then you know what that song is. And if you don't know what song that's from and don't have my album, Inspire God's People by J. Will Music, of course, then my feelings are hurt, man. Like, you listening to the show, why not just pick up your phone and Google Inspire God's People? It's an album. It's not just a podcast, people. And you can listen to my music. It's on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music. Just type in J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. And speaking of my music, it's time to jump into the J-Will Music song of the day. And after this song, um, I think Lavelle decided to come back to work today. So let's go to Fear No Evil from a project with me and my brother Darius called Afraid to Be Great. ATBG. ATBG. I'm rapping straight from the Bible. I ain't making this up. They really worshiping idols. I'm stuck on Gilligan's Island trying to be a survivor while waiting on the arrival of Judas. Beautiful, Beautiful lion blocking all of these lies. The doctrine that they got did not come from on high, but I hope they like surprises when my God arises. All his enemies scatter. Rich or poor, it don't matter. Blow the trumpet, show me the gold. Nebuchadnezzar, never could never save souls. So why would I bow down just to escape a tomb? Furnace, men, women, and children, none of them know they rose. A weed thinks he's a rose. See, anything goes in this world, but ironically, nothing's gonna go when you're gone. It's just you in that tomb, but fear not if you accept the one who rose. He gonna raise you. You thinking first, Adam. I'm talking second, Adam stuff, phase two. Surrounded by wolves in the valley of the shadow. Brand new sheep, but like life doesn't matter. That's the lotto. God heard the cries of my people and still told us to fear no evil. Surrounded by wolves in the valley of the shadow Print no sheep like a life doesn't matter That's a lotto God heard the cries of my people and still told them This is for my brothers and my sisters in the Mediterranean We worried about our next show and packing the stadium They worried about that masked man and what they gonna say to him when he asks If he asks you, what would you say to him? As for me and my house, we gonna serve the Lord Who would you serve the Lord if they serve his source? Tell me how many times has the servant sworn He would never leave the master, but furthermore When he's faced with danger in the face the strangers, all of a sudden, man, his language changes. This is Peter, disciple and apostle in the face of the monsters. He denied the rabbi thrice. So who am I to be self-right? When self-righteousness in and of itself is just selfish. This narcissistic system is rapidly making you mad at me. Cause the rap I speak is rabbi speech. Surrounded by wolves in the valley of the shadow Brand new sheep like life doesn't matter That's the lotto I heard the cries of my people And still told us to fear no evil Surrounded by wolves in the valley of the shadow Print no sheep like life does matter That's a lot God heard the cries of my people And still told us to fear no evil I ain't scared, I ain't scared, I ain't never scared. I ain't scared, I ain't scared, I ain't never scared. I ain't scared, I ain't scared, I ain't never scared. What you scared of? 
Well, it's easy to scream. You ain't never scared if every time you scream it, the enemy ain't never there. This is authentic, not just for the uproar. I preach one gospel, but the world wants more. They say they coming in peace, but I know they want war. Don't be so naive, what you think they come for? They want our heads, want our heads, man, they want our heads. But all we do is teach our sons and daughters how to dance. Fast forward to the end, we was unprepared. Like when somebody busts in your room in your underwear. It's the classic knock-knock without the who's there. And you was happy because you thought you had some new fans. We fell in love with the arts but forgot the other parts. It's like the whole body only got one arm. Just because I'm left-handed don't mean I'll need my right hand. Let me be Scotty Pippen, all y'all want to be Mike's, man. I'm not afraid of the fact that I lack backing because I went back the way I began and I backtracked it. Listen, whatever happens, happens. I'm a Christian rapping or a rapping Christian. Would y'all please scrap it? That's what happened when the wolves lost love. They teamed up and turned on us and now we are divided and all of this division is diminishing the ministry that's living up inside us. Paul needed silence. Jesus needed disciples and Jesus is the word but the Bible needed writers. The pen needed ink and the ink need paper but the paper ain't nothing without the tree that it's made from. Learn about wolves in the valley of the shadow. Rain no sheep like life doesn't matter. That's the motto. I heard the cries of my people and still told us to fear no evil. You just heard Fear No Evil by Darius James and J. Will Music from a project entitled Afraid to Be Great, a.k.a. ATBG. That's a whole lot of acronyms. And uh, whatever, let's move on with the show. Thank you. It's time to go. song y'all uh thank you thank you i appreciate that I, i'm gonna send y'all an email what up jay look who it is yes sir what are you doing here man you, you know where i just left right i i don't i have no idea where you've been and what's been going on all right so i'm gonna let you know and i'm gonna let my audience know okay your audience okay i just came from hr <laughs> y'all do know he fired me right no i didn't i was Why? fired for the whole summer and it was only because like, I had to go to Human Resources because he didn't give me no water, no towel. I sweat a lot. You know, it, I, I had to go to HR, man. So that's why you ain't been here, because you bougie. Yeah. <laughs> and our show isn't, you know, we don't have a budget yet to be able to afford the mind of God. He didn't even have all of my blue Skittles, y'all. Do I don't be, ask a lot. Do they make blue Skittles? They should if they don't, Doc. <laughs> I heard it here first. What up, man? You, I mean, Woo. first of all, the whole summer has literally passed. Wow. And you haven't been on the show. Hey, I, it wasn't my season. Huh? <laughs> Come on now, Doc. Don't make me start. It's been um, a while. I, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> you're probably behind on some shows, aren't you? I am. I am. I have been listening, but I, I kind of started a new job, so I'm kind of working in the basement so I don't have a signal. Mmm. <sighs> It starts already, well, Doc. Well, when you, when 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 the Lord elevates you, mm. and you can tune back into the show, uh -huh. you're gonna see that there were a couple of episodes where um, we had some replacements. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, brother. You, yeah. See, that's All what right. happened when you behind. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm very offended right now. Oh, yeah. We had some replacements on the show, bro. Wow. How did they do? Be careful how you answer this. Well, job. a replacement for a couple of episodes. Mm. Gabe came on a couple of shows. Gabe? Yeah. I mean, Gabe, my boy, <laughs> my homie. Yeah, the heathen Gabe came on. <laughs> I, no, what happened, Um, I brought, brought Gabe in for a Tinspiration interview. Okay. And um, then he... Decided to come back again on the show. I'm like, hold on, bro. You... Did, he, did he pop in like I used to do? Uh, no, he would have got. I couldn't say what I want. <laughs> Listen, we, we don't promote violence on this show. <laughs> but ain't too many people going to be popping up in my studio, man. So right. welcome back, man. Um, It's been a great summer. We did have some people asking about you. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. Irritated me, if you uh -huh. want me to be real about it. I'm that like, blesses yeah. me even more, man. <laughs> Like, why? Like, we don't need him. That that was, <laughs> you know, the theme of the summer was we don't need Lavelle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We, well, I prophesy right now. Huh? Mm, okay, I feel something not happening. Mm. Your listenership <laughs> shall rise. Come on now. <laughs> Is listenership it, a word? If it does, I won't tell you. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have access to the information, brother. I don't. See, you I on don't. the show. It's, it's going to at least rise by one. Mm, why? Because you gonna listen? <laughs> <laughs> wow! This guy I listen to the show. This guy boycotted the show. No. <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay, man. man I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna leave that at that. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank Hopefully, you, sir. you have some good, you know, information for the people because oh, you know man. I've been recording the show every week. You know what I'm saying? You have, you have been working very diligently. You, you should have. If if you are truly the wow. mind of God that you claim to be. Mm then you should have something stored up. Brother, I've been chilling. Wow. I, I'm enjoying the summer. I took a, I, I took a summer break, Doc. I just, this man no, took no, a God. break from being saved. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there is a time for. <laughs> wow. Now, you, did, you left as a very sound, you know, preacher and teacher of the word. Uh-huh. You coming back with false prophecies. Mm. You you know, well, I got to match Gabe. I can't throw oh, the people. Yeah. You know, if he was a oh, heathen, yeah. and then all of a sudden I come back Listen, super anointed, it just right. would throw everybody Yeah, because that boy ain't nowhere near safe. <laughs> what up, man? Take over, man. It's, it's on you now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm, I'm done. I, I just had to give you a hard time Well, you know, we heard from you. Well, you know that my first time back any time is always rough. Yes. Right. So I need your help, brother. N no, no. I'm not <laughs> helping you on this one, brother. I've been carrying this show. <laughs> For three months. Now mm. you now you better. All right. So, okay, 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 okay. So I was thinking back to my honeymoon week. LaKenya and I were in, I don't remember where. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember where we were. We went a lot of Came places. back with amnesia. Okay. We were in some part of Florida, I believe. And we were kind of walking around this place looking for somewhere to eat. We ended up. I think we went to the Rainforest Cafe, but before we got there, we saw were this. in Orlando. Okay. Okay. Orlando. Sound, sounds good to me. That, that's right. That's what, okay. Y'all yeah, have told I, us. I literally uh, just, everything left because yeah. we've been on so many trips since Oh, then, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> you setting yourself up for failure. I ain't never seen nobody take this many trips in the beginning of their marriage <laughs> in my life, but I'm glad y'all have been enjoying yourself. Thank go, you, sir. Go, go ahead, Thank my brother. Sir. So, yes, we were in Orlando. And we were we were walking toward some you know trying to find something to eat. And I, I, we saw this hot air balloon, right? And I was like, oh, that'd be 
kind of fun, but we ended up not having enough time. It closed like 30 minutes. We didn't have to, enough time. So I was kind of looking at it. And I was like, how does that work? How does a hot air balloon work? Mm-hmm. Then it realized that it literally is self-explanatory. It's a hot air balloon. Ooh. Right? Okay. So there's a, a mechanism in there that shoots this hot air up, which causes the balloon part to inflate, and it lifts it up. Okay. But one thing I noticed. So it's a balloon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this it, is going to be rough. <laughs> this is going to be rough, but I got y'all people. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to pull him along for this first episode back. <laughs> right. This man just broke down a balloon. <laughs> We've heard of that before. Okay, I just what to make I, just, I thought it was new, Doc. All right, so I noticed that even as we walked up, no one was in it, but the mechanism was shooting the hot air into the balloon and the balloon was Filled up, but it wasn't going anywhere. Okay. Yeah, I I just, you know, (laughs) I'm a trained actor, so I had to let the dramatic pause hit. So I was like, okay, to myself, if we were in there, it just wouldn't go anywhere. And then I realized that the reason it wasn't going anywhere was because it was weighted down. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, wait, what is this segment called again? Oh, it's called another. I literally <laughs> forgot the name of the segment. You've been gone so long, bruh. Y'all can tell he didn't even listen to the theme like, music. He just hey, went listen. on. He went on break. Listen, bro. I don't. You think I be paying attention? I, I have at the time I tune in and out when you talk, and I come back in like, oh yeah, that's a revelation. I'm just joking. So. The air is being shot into the balloon, mm-hmm. which would typically cause the balloon to rise. Yes. But it's something counterproductive happening mm-hmm. because there are weights mm-hmm. holding down the balloon while the hot air is going into it at the same time. Yes. Yes, sir. So yes. here's what's happening. All right. What you're trying to tell me is that if I'm thinking about my life, Right. Metaphorically mm-hmm. thinking through this thing, I'm doing everything I can mm-hmm. to get to the next level mm-hmm. and to rise and to find my purpose and to be exactly who God called me to be. And while I'm doing that, I'm not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out just like you was trying to figure out, like, why is it that I'm working hard? Um, I'll, I'll give you this example. OK. I go to the gym all the time. Okay. Believe it or not, breaking news, I go to the gym. Mm, I drive by him. Mm. See, I actually go in. I actually okay. work okay. out. Like I went to the gym today. Wow. But here's the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't really get anywhere because while I'm going to the gym three, four days a week, mm-hmm. I'm also eating blueberry muffins and <laughs> cupcakes. So there's this interesting thing that happens. I go to the gym just to stay where I'm at. Whoa. Wow. Now, if I just release the weights. Mm. Oreos. <laughs> uh-huh. Chips uh-huh. Ahoy. Ah. Cookies and cream. The weights. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Woo, I came on your segment preaching, bro. <sighs> but no, in all seriousness, like, that is a real thing that I'm trying to balance out. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, Jay, if you're going to actually 
see any results from going to the gym all the time. Mm-hmm. But don't, and don't get me wrong, like and see, oh man, why why you let me preach this much on you? I I knew you know my job in this segment is to get you started. Okay, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know I just realized like I'm charged up right now. Yeah. <laughs> this man ain't been here in six months. I'm, I'm taking over, Doc. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm trying to calm myself down. I'm about to <laughs> preach to myself. But it's something for real that I'm working through, mm-hmm. and I'm telling myself, like, yo, you got to get yourself to the point where you can get when you can get past this breaking point. But, but here's the thing where we get mixed up. Sometimes staying where you're at is just enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we actually comfortable. Because for me, j- I'm just being honest, mm-hmm. I'm not in shape. But I'm not out of shape. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, if a dog chased me, I can run a mile. Ah. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I ain't cut up. I ain't got, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, all right, cool. I'm good enough. And sometimes good enough is our problem. Mm. That's good. I like that. Uh, but is it good enough? Ah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, okay. So, so, so let, let's look at these weights. Now, that's that's excellent, like, from a from a natural standpoint. And many of us are like that, not just with... I mean, you use the example of, uh, you know, weight and, and you know, physical being in shape physically. Gym, yeah, for sure. But we can use that, like, okay, for me. For, Believe it or not, I didn't make that connection. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, I never made that connection, so oh, wow. thank you. That wasn't even where I was going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, but, but, okay, now, okay, like me, for instance, one of my major things that I have to make sure I constantly watch is procrastination. Right, that's another weight. You are definitely a procrastinator. <laughs> right. That's why I ain't been here in six months. <laughs> exactly. Right. I'm on my way. Right. I'll be there. See you. <laughs> when is the show? Right. <laughs> Five minutes away. All right. That was in June. <laughs> okay, but I think what we need to do is identify the weights that are holding us down. And then that way, you know, okay, so it's like when we get saved. To get saved, you have to first acknowledge that you're a sinner. Because if you don't believe that you're a sinner, then you don't feel like you need to be saved, right? Right. So uh, similarly, we have to acknowledge the things that are holding us down, those things that are weighing us down and not causing us to, to go up to the next level or to go to the level that God has called us to be at. That's naturally as well as spiritually. Because yeah. for some people, there are some spiritual things that oh. are holding them down. Well, I don't feel like reading the word of God. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like praying today. These are weights, things that are holding you down and keeping you from going to where God has called you to be. And, and see, here's the thing that's tricky about it. Sometimes, like, and I'm talking to me now, right? Mm-hmm. We think because we go to the gym, that's enough. Mm. And and sometimes just being real, like you could look around the gym. Let, let me tell you something crazy about the gym. Mm-hmm. When you walk in, it's three vending machines. Mm. They sell cookies, mm-hmm. cakes. They take debit card, credit card. Mm. I'm like, why is it that the gym, they got lounge chairs? They like, sometimes we feel comfortable going to the gym, but we not even lifting weights. Mm. And so it's like, I look at it the same way spiritually. We go to church, right? Mm-hmm. But we not lifting spiritual weights. Wow. We just comfortable just being there. 
And sometimes we think like I'm in church. And so I must be, you know, I'm in the place where God does things. Mm -hmm. So just being here must be enough. Mm. You know, a lot of times we look at, you know, metaphorically that when we go to church, we're, we're eating, right? The pastor is preaching the word of God and we're taking that word and eating it. Now, what would happen physically if all I did was eight, 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 and I never did any physical activity? Um, it's a couple of TV shows I could think of where they like document these things, but I mm-hmm. won't throw them out there. Right, right. So you you would gain weight, then you would be overweight, then you could possibly die. For sure. Right. Same thing in church. We we go and we love to eat. We go after after church. Ooh, that was a good word, Doc. Right. Got your toothpick. Ooh, that was a good word. I ain't right. good today. What do you preach about? Oh no, Doc, but it was good. Right. <laughs> you the know. drummer was killing. <laughs> right. And it's like we don't we don't apply it to our lives. We don't live by it. We don't walk it out. We don't work it out. We don't empty ourselves so that we can go back and be refilled again. So the scripture I thought about is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. This is King James. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And then the next verse says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. A lot in there, right? We have to lay aside the weights that that hold us down and hold us back. And then it says, run. That's a a verb. That's an action. It's an action. Run. But then a lot of people stop at that verse. But it says, looking to Jesus. He's our example. You know what? Okay, here's the thing, Lavelle. Sometimes I get confused because there is so much in the Bible. Mm. There are things that I sit back and watch people argue and debate about, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are we? De- why are we debating? Like that's not covered in the Word. Mm. Like they didn't go over that part. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning is people don't know the how. Mm. We got the what, mm-hmm. right? But we don't know how, like, okay, going back to my, you know, working out in, in gym, mm-hmm. you know, um, example. And this is just an example because mm-hmm. <laughs> I am very much a beginner and I'm nowhere where I need to be. Uh-huh. So set the expectations. I don't think I'm- You don't use those, the technical words in the gym? No, no. I'm working I'm, on my thyroids, <laughs> bro. My thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> my tripod is just killing it, man. <laughs> What's a tripod? That's... Camera equipment? Right. No, man. Look at this part of my arm, man. <laughs> my fibula is just. Mm. <laughs> I only hear people talk about fibulas when they broke. Ah, that's a, that's another deep thought. Don't try to work my fibula out, doc. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. I think that's a bone, but okay. I'm gonna work it out anyway. <laughs> Oh, that's why I keep getting broken. 
See? I don't know how to do it. I'm working out bones. I'm supposed to be working out muscles. My knuckles, Doc. <laughs> About to do some knuckle-ups. Oh, that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to reel it in. Mm. All right, I'm back. I'm back. So because I'm a beginner with certain workouts, mm -hmm. um, and, and part of it is like, okay, growing up, I hooped. And I'm just being real. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I was just into the basketball part. Okay. Like, whenever I was on the team and we in the weight, like, we in the weight room and all that, I'm like, oh, what's this <laughs> for? Because I can dunk already. Why well, I got to work on my... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I've, I, was, I was naturally athletic, and it led me to believe that I didn't have to work on things because mm -hmm. it was just like, oh, I can already jump real high. Like, so what's the point? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing dudes work on their legs every day, and they can't, like... Even smack the backboard. But right. <laughs> my point is, because of that, I wasn't always in tune to, you know, the weight room and all that type of stuff. I just wanted to play the game. Mm. Well, now, like, I'm going to the gym and stuff, and I noticed that there are certain things that I have to watch a YouTube tutorial to get the proper technique. Mm. Now, any of us can go in the gym. Mm -hmm. pick up some weights and start throwing stuff around. Right. But if you don't have the proper technique, you will not get the results that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you can actually hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Here's the point I'm making. There are a lot of us who have the word of God and we mm -hmm. treat it like a weight room. You just go in there like, oh yeah, what's this church? Okay. I'm gonna clap my hands right here. Wow. I'm gonna pick up this word. I'm gonna read this scripture. I'm gonna quote that verse. And I'm going to say amen and scream and run around. And we think like, yeah, I should be good now. Mm -hmm. But from a sound doctrine standpoint, mm -hmm. that's not the proper technique. Mm -hmm. So my point is like, we don't actually know how to lay aside the weights. Mm -hmm. Like, so we like, we go in there, we see the weights and we start picking them up, trying to do our own little thing. Mm -hmm. But can you maybe give some insight on how do we properly start digesting scriptures like that mm -hmm. and figuring out what are the weights in my life? And then how mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. how do I, how do I actually start going through the technique of laying aside or lifting the weights? Well, I think the first, the first thing is we have to stop picking and choosing scriptures that accommodate us or that we like. I think people do that all the time. They'll go find a scripture and they just take that. And I think, uh, the number one thing to digesting God's word is understanding it in context. When I was trained as an actor, we had to learn what they call the world of the play, which is the who, what, when, where, and why. So my character, I have to know who he is, what he's doing there, when he was, you know, there's a lot I have to know about that character. And I think we have to do that when we study the word of God. Otherwise, we'll just go in there and start snatching scriptures out, which incidentally is what the devil does all the time. He'll take one, most, I want to say all, but right now I'll say most major cults were yeah. started by somebody going in and taking a scripture out of his context and making it mean what they wanted it to mean. And that's so dangerous. Again, mm -hmm. The weights are, you know, and I'm talking about the gym now. You mm -hmm. going in there and you don't know what to do with the weights. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you lift them correctly, if you do the right thing, 
then they can actually make you stronger. And I say that even in this term, Mm -hmm. because we look at weights as burdens and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Which they are spiritually. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are some things that we are choosing not to lay aside because we are seeing our our identity through our burdens. Mm. So for instance, I've made a million mistakes in my life, had a million shortcomings, right? And there are things that in any of our lives we could be ashamed of, like, man, how did I make that mistake, right? Mm -hmm. I I surely have those type of things. And sometimes I would go back and forth between like, man, like, I wish this never happened or I, you know, I wish I didn't have this flaw or, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have all those things that you wish, you know, some of them could be your fault. Some of them could just be how God made you, um, your height, you know, your, your color, your weight. Like mm-hmm. there are certain things that we, that become a burden to us in our lives. And one day, not necessarily, I can't even say one day, cause there are many days that I sit and think about the fact that without those, I wouldn't be who I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and that brings me to, to another point that I wanted to make. But before I go there, I did want to say your uh, your metaphor about the gym, you know, like you said, you go in there, you start just grabbing stuff. So I may have a 20-pound weight in one hand and a 5-pound weight in the other hand, and then I end up one arm looking like Popeye <laughs> and the other arm looking like Olive exactly. Oil. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just, you're disproportioned. You're not, you know, and I think the key to like what you said about digesting the word and learning how to lay aside is that second verse in Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus, the Amen. author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is our example. The first Adam messed up. Jesus came and said, you know, what? I'm going to show y'all how to do it. So my advice always to new believers and even believers who are really trying to get back on the right track is to read the book of St. John, read the gospel of John. It really gives really good insight into who Jesus is, what he did, how he did it. And according to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, he's the one we're supposed to be emulating anyway. All right. So that reminds me, right? So I would say very practically and simply, have an example. Mm -hmm. Spiritually, our example is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very easy step, right? Like, And this is what I noticed when I watch some of these youtube tutorials on like lifting weights and things Mm -hmm. sometimes you could be doing something wrong because you never looked at the example when you look at the example you're like oh that's pretty easy Mm -hmm. it's pretty simple when you look at the example but when you don't and you try to figure it out on your own like you said you can end up disproportionate and i think what's happening for a lot of us spiritually and 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 i'm just being real man like this is actually a huge concern for me right now mm. with the church mm-hmm. is that, you know, we have access to social media. We got YouTube and Instagram and I'm seeing an influx of young preachers and people are posting quotes every day and all of this, but yet it doesn't seem like we have the total commitment to Christ per se. Mm. It's just a little more trendy and a little more cool. and the quotes and things, but we're not actually looking at these scriptures and literally saying, Jesus is my example. Mm. You know, like literally saying, like you said, looking at, at John and the dynamics of, you know, like how, how Jesus comes into play and who Mm -hmm. Jesus is and really taking that in our hearts Mm -hmm. 
and it just concerns me. And I guess I'm asking you, like, if there's a way. And, and let me just say this for perspective. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm specifically asking you like this is because you were one of the people who really helped me understand how to read the word of God. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I really credit you like you you actually you bought me a couple of items. You know, you mm-hmm. bought me some some of those books um, that actually go through contextually mm-hmm. how you read the word of God. And those are things that are foundational. You you bought me another book that talked about the essentials, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started understanding, like, and this is probably what, like 2012, maybe mm-hmm. 2011, 2012, that you bought me these things. And like, it just really helped in my development. And and I guess, man, I'm seeing all these people quoting the word and get it get excited, but then they don't even really always know how what they're saying even like applies to life. Well, a lot of times a lot of times we 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 don't look to our example, which is Jesus. We look to man. We look to certain people. You know, um, you know. They, they, you, I, I gotta throw this out there. You realize there's nowhere in the Bible that says we can speak those things that be not as though they were. Yes. And I realize it just irritated some people. And they like, I'm gonna find it. If you find it, t- email J. Will, <laughs> and so he can correct me next time. But right. in um, Philippians, it talks about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where it talks I, about? I think it's Hebrew. I have to find it, it, but Hebrew? I know it says that 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 God yes speaks those things or spoke those things that were not as though they were. But we always take that to say we can do that same thing. There are some attributes of God that we just do not have. We will never be. I will never be omnipresent. I will never be omniscient. I will never have all power. I will never be. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, have all knowledge, right? I'll never be omnipotent. No, no, those are characteristics that only God has. Okay, right? we were both wrong, Bible scholar. <laughs> but this is Romans 4 and 17. Mm-hmm. And this is the New International Version, mm-hmm. NIV. And it says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed the God who gives life to the dead Mm. and calls into being things that were not. Okay. Okay. So it was Romans. I was close. What? (laughs) When in Rome. (laughs) Ah, aye, aye, aye. But so my point is we'll hear someone say that and then we'll take that for ourselves and we'll start quoting it. So going back to your example about basketball, you didn't want to do certain things, but what if you said, I want to be, as good as Michael Jordan. Yes, what would you have to I do? I love that you said that. He would be your example. And he was a very detailed. Mm-hmm. And I, Michael Jordan, I listened to an interview from Kobe Bryant last week. And Kobe Bryant talked about the level of detail that he gave the game. Kobe Bryant actually said last week that Shaq was lazy. And if Shaq wasn't lazy, they would have won multiple more championships. Oh, wow. Um, but he was saying he was obsessive because he wanted to be the best, and he, Michael Jordan was his example. Mm, wow, wow. So again, we go back to looking to our example, which is the Lord. So okay, now uh, I want to skip ahead real quick because I, I don't want to run out of time here. Um, okay, so what one thing I noticed about the hot air balloon? What is causing the 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 balloon to rise? The um, hot air. Yes. Okay. 
You, you made not, me nervous. I'm like, right. You're like, well, hold on now. I don't know the name of the mechanism. Right. It's the hot air. It's the hot. Uh, it's actually oxygen? called a hot. I almost said H two O. I didn't do that well in uh, what's that class? <laughs> Chemistry with the periodic table elements. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so H two O C O two. That's it, all I know. <laughs> like eighty of them, boy. Aren't they the same? Right. Um, the hot air is what, what causes it to rise. Up. Yeah, right. That's why it's called a. Hot, hot air, air balloon, balloons. right? Can you stop giving me tests? But <laughs> I like, stop like asking questions to me. You're embarrassing me in front of these people. <laughs> I mean, okay, but it's really simple. Is none of us like hot air. Hmm. Nobody likes hot air blowing on them. When yeah. you're in your car and it's hot, you want to turn the AC on or to roll the window down when you get by the water to let cool air blow on you. Nobody likes hot air. I, I never even paid attention to the fact that I don't until right now. Though. Right, right, you know. But it's the hot air that causes it to rise. Some things we don't like. Some things that we don't feel like we should have to go through. But it's actually the hot air that's, that's what's causing it to rise. There's somebody out there right now with stank breath, and you asking yourself, <laughs> like, <laughs> where is this hot air coming from? I came today to tell you that God is going to use the hot air from your <laughs> hot Stink breath mm. to hope, make you rise. Hope they don't talk about, talk, prophesy to me, Doc. <laughs> you can keep that one. Uh, that's so dumb. <laughs> but it's the hot air that causes it to rise. None of us like hot air, but it takes hot air. It doesn't take lukewarm air. It doesn't take cold air. It doesn't take cool air. It takes the hot air, what causes it to rise. And then also, the weights that are holding it down sometimes are necessary. Mm. Because the hot air balloon isn't meant to always be going. Now let me say this. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you said that, my brother. Mm. We had the, you know, the hurricane in the Bahamas that just went by. Mm. Dorian. And um there, there's an island, like a little resort island down there, and they have a, a hot air balloon. Okay. Right? And um actually it's a Coco K. Okay. Okay. So they have the hot air balloon. And I was reading online where Royal Caribbean was, you know, kind of monitoring Coco Key. Uh, some people say Coco Key. Mm. Like when, I don't know. Uh, it's it spelled C-A-Y. So I'm like, uh, I'm going to keep saying K. I think um, it's K. I, okay, but... cool. Um, oh, K. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so they have this hot air balloon. And, and I, was, I was reading this article that was talking about how you know, it it's not much damage, if any, you know, on the island. And um, they specifically called out the hot air balloon and said the hot air balloon is okay because it's being held down by weights. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that, brother, because I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news either, but oh, okay. I, I get it from <laughs> Google sends me stuff to my phone. Mm. And I read that article last week, so... Yeah, like when you when you talk about I I forgot about it until right now. Like mm. when you think about it, there are times when the, you you started off joking with mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes three. Mm-hmm. There's a time for everything, mm. and sometimes we feel like we're being held back, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you're being held back, God is protecting you. Mm. And let's just use something we both are, you know. We preach the word, right? Mm-hmm. So we've both had the opportunity by the grace of God to be able to go out 
and share God's word and you act and I, I'm into music and we, we do different things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you are creative and you're talented and, or gifted, whatever, you might, it's natural to feel like you're supposed to be a star. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a star, you can sometimes feel like either my time is coming or I'm being held back or whatever, or mm-hmm. why not me, God? I'm ready for my big break or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've come to learn something Especially, you know, you look out in the world, so many people talk about what they had to do, what they had to give up to get success and things like that. There are even things that happen in the church world as well, where people compromise for success. And sometimes I look back now and I'm like, it wasn't a hindrance for me not to be famous. Mm -hmm. It was a blessing. Mm, So God wasn't holding me back Mm -hmm. to hurt me. He was holding (laughs) me back to protect me. One of your favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Joseph. Yes. Everything that he had to go through ended up being a blessing, but it was not a blessing to, he was, he didn't consider it a blessing as he was going through it. That is true. You know, I, a lot of times I look at myself, man, I, I got saved when I was 16 and, you know, grew up in a very Pentecostal type church and, you know, they, they would put me up sometimes as a youth to preach. And I just felt like I was this this great preacher. And right. a lot of times the thought would come like, man, why haven't I been getting calls to go in here and go in, you know, like yeah. getting out of town calls and all of that stuff. But it was because I wasn't ready. Yeah. I just got saved. That's why these people scare me now, man. 22 year old apostles been saved two years. Right. And you were an apostle already. It's like save 16 minutes and you, and, and you're a bishop, you know, it's like, Wow, that that really, really scares me because there has to be some type of preparation time. So. People don't want to wait. Mm-mm. Woo! <laughs> Talking about weights. People don't want to wait. Mm. Um, so here's a real part of that. Um, I hate to say it. Mm. It's a process. <laughs> There's a process. And in going through this process and this journey of life itself. You know, we are going to have a lot of good experiences and there are going to be some things in our own lives that that don't go as we plan. Mm. And what I love about the Bible and what why I think we should really focus on the word of God and not our emotions, because notice I said when you walk in the gym and you just try to do it based on what you feel is the thing to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work out. And most times you're you're doing it wrong, even though you think you're doing it right. Mm. And you're wondering, why am I being held back? You need to look at the example and we really need to look at the word of God and look at Jesus and the life that he lived and allow that to minister to our lives. Mm -hmm. Not metaphorically when we're talking about Jesus, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but literally look at Jesus and let him let him and his life minister to us. And I think one of the problems is in church. We breezing through this stuff too fast. You said it earlier. Jesus had a waiting period. We don't know what happened between. When we, I think he was 12 when he was with the doctors, when he supposedly got lost and he I'm was talking about my to father's the doctors. business. Yeah. Okay. I think he was 12. Yeah. He pops back up. He's 30. There's 18 years. Man. He was, was probably he hooping, about to go to the league. <laughs> right. About to go to Jerusalem <laughs> Basketball Association. JBA. <laughs> Jerusalem <laughs> University. <laughs> Man, Jesus probably had a game. I, I can imagine. I couldn't imagine hooping against Jesus. Not even now. 
Could you imagine Jesus banging on you? Like you getting dumped <laughs> on by your Lord and Savior? All right, Jesus. Oh, he got a crossover. Oh, ah. got him. And he got the cross over. And when he shoots the three, mm. Father, Son. Yay! <laughs> no, but but look, man, Jesus is that example. Yes. And I just think as it relates to laying aside these weights, it's so much more we could say, but it starts with him as the example. Yes. You, you can't try to lay them aside yourself. You can't try to work out your problems yourself, which is what we do a lot in America now, the country. We want to solve all of God problems ourselves. Mm. And it feels like the right thing to do. But there's something happening on the inside that, uh, like, spiritually, okay, you can keep doing what you think you is the right thing to do without looking at the example. Mm. And you're going to end up messed up, man. So, you know, this is your segment. I'll give you the last word, bro. Oh, no, you summed it up perfectly, man. Uh, look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And, uh, you know, let's just not, let's not criticize the hot air. It's the hot air that's causing us to rise. Let's just go with it. Allow it to take, allow the Holy Spirit to take us wherever he needs us to go. And we go. And that's it. Yeah. I, I, I paused because we I was floating off. Oh, okay. That was the, that was the balloon. Floating off into uh, oblivion with your <laughs> with your mind that you lost. Okay, he's out of there. He's gone, people. All right, man. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at Music at gmail.com. Again, Jermaine Wilson Music. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 You like it.